This is section three of newspaper articles by Mark Twain. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Newspaper articles by Mark Twain, section three, Territorial Enterprise, January 1863. Territorial Enterprise, January 1st, 1863. More ghosts. Are we to be scared to death every time we venture into the street? May we be allowed to go quietly about our business, or are we to be assailed at every corner by fearful apparitions? As we were plodding home at the ghostly hour last night, thinking about the haunted house humbug, we were suddenly riveted to the pavement in a paroxysm of terror by that blue and yellow phantom who watches over the destinies of the shooting-gallery this side of the International. Seen in daylight, placidly reclining against his board in the doorway with his blue coat and his yellow pants and his high boots and his fancy hat just lifted from his head, he is rather an engaging youth than otherwise. But at dead of night, when he pops out his pallid face at you by candlelight and stares vacantly upon you with his uplifted hat, and the eternal civility of his changeless brow, and the ghostliness of his general appearance, heightened by that gravestone inscription over his stomach, "'Today shooting for chickens here,' you are apt to think of specters starting up from behind tombstones, and you weaken accordingly. The cold chills creep over you. Your head stands on end. You reverse your front, and with all possible alacrity, you change your base. Territorial Enterprise, January 1, 1863, New Year's Day. Now is the accepted time to make your regular annual good resolutions. Next week you can begin paving hell with them as usual. Yesterday everybody smoked his last cigar, took his last drink, and swore his last oath. Today we are a pious and exemplary community. Thirty days from now we shall have cast our reformation to the winds, and gone to cutting our ancient shortcomings considerably shorter than ever. We shall also reflect pleasantly upon how we did the same old thing last year about this time. However, go in, community. New Year's is a harmless annual institution, of no particular use to anybody save as a scapegoat for promiscuous drunks and friendly calls and humbug resolutions, and we wish you to enjoy it with a looseness suited to the greatness of the occasion. Territorial Enterprise, January 4, 1863. Local Column. First Lines Not Recovered benevolent enterprise, and to be present and see such a phenomenon would be well worth the price of the ticket, six dollars, supper included. Wherefore we advise every citizen of story to go to the ball early and stand ready to enjoy the joke. The fun to be acquired in this way, for a trifling sum of money, cannot be computed by any system of mathematics known to the present generation. And the more the merrier, we all know that a thousand people can enjoy that failure more extensively than a smaller number. Mr. Unger has tendered the use of the large dining-hall of the What Cheer House, nearly opposite the La Plata Hall, with all the necessary tableware and the waiters employed in the hotel free of charge. This generosity, this 
liberality in a noble cause calls for a second from somebody get your contributions ready money wines cakes and knick-knacks and substantials of all kinds and when the ladies call for them deliver your offerings with a grace and dignity graduated by the market value of the same the condition of your pecuniary affairs and the sympathy you feel for maimed and suffering humanity the ladies may be looked for to-morrow election to-morrow morning at eight o'clock the polls will be opened at the courthouse on c street for the election of the four members of the county board of education to which virginia is entitled gold hill is entitled to two members and flowery to one in the former place the polls will be at the post-office and in the latter at the house of mr i w knox the board will meet and organize on the monday following their election they will have power to issue bonds for a sum sufficient to defray the expenses of the respective schools of the county from the beginning of the present month until the first of november they will also have power to establish schools of all grades engage and examine teachers etc the chairman of the board will be county school superintendent let those who feel interested in school matters go and deposit their opinions in the ballot-box to-morrow public school the juveniles are hereby notified to put away their sleds and doll babies and go into the traces again at mr melville's schoolhouse corner of e and washington streets to-morrow morning at ten o'clock the pupils used to learn fast under the old regime of puritanical straight-back benches we shall expect the new chairs and desks to impart a telegraphic celerity to their improvement henceforward new year's extension yesterday was new year's day for the ladies we kept open house and were called upon by seventy-two ladies all young and handsome this stunning popularity is pleasant to reflect upon but we are afraid some people will think it prevented us from scouting for local matters with our usual avidity this is a mistake if anything had happened within the county limits yesterday those ladies would have mentioned it supreme court general williams finished his long and able argument in the collar and potosi case at a late hour last night this was the closing speech it is said that the supreme court cannot reasonably be expected to render a decision in this important case before the end of the present month ball in carson just as we are going to press we learn that mrs williamson is to give a ball at the white house in carson city next thursday evening we have no particulars but we suppose that one of those pleasant sociable affairs which are mrs williamson's specialty is in contemplation mass rev father manogue notifies the roman catholics of carson city that mass will be celebrated there this forenoon at eleven o'clock we presume that this service will take place at miss clapp's schoolhouse as it has been used by that denomination for some time past as a chapel firemen's meeting the virginia engine company will hold a meeting at the engine house a street on tuesday evening january sixth for the purpose of electing officers to serve during the present year recorder's court business in this institution is still feeble only one case yesterday a scion of the noble house of howard christian name 
John Doe, D. D., fined ten dollars and costs, paid the same, and was discharged. Territorial Enterprise, January 6, 1863. Local Column. Free Fight. A beautiful and ably conducted free fight came off in C Street yesterday afternoon, but as nobody was killed or mortally wounded in a manner sufficiently fatal to cause death, no particular interest attaches to the matter, and we shall not publish the details. We pine for murder. These fist-fights are of no consequence to anybody. Humboldt stocks are plenty in the market, at figures which we have no doubt are low for the claims. The want of buyers is probably attributable to the indefinite knowledge of these claims. There are unquestionably many valuable ledges in the district offered at exceedingly low prices. The old friends and acquaintances of Jonathan D. Kinney, who came to Nevada Territory with Chief Justice Turner, and who returned to the States last March, will be gratified to learn that that sterling patriot is now a captain in the Seventh Ohio Cavalry. Milstead, who murdered a man named Varney some time ago near Ragtown in Humboldt County, will be hung in Dayton next Friday. James Lacani, W. H. Barstow, James Phelan, and John A. Collins were elected members of the Board of Education at Virginia. Territorial Enterprise, January 8, 1863. Written after having his hat stolen. Unfortunate Thief. We have been suffering from the seven years' itch for many months. It is probably the most aggravating disease in the world. It is contagious. That man has commenced a career of suffering which is frightful to contemplate. There is no cure for the distemper. It must run its course. There is no respite for its victim, and but little alleviation of its torments to be hoped for. The unfortunate's only resource is to bathe in sulphur and molasses, and let his fingernails grow. Further advice is unnecessary. Instinct will prompt him to scratch. Territorial Enterprise, January 10, 1863. Local Column. The Sanitary Ball. The Sanitary Ball at La Plata Hall on Thursday night, January 8, 1863, was a very marked success, and proved beyond the shadow of a doubt the correctness of our theory that ladies never fail in undertakings of this kind. If there had been about two dozen more people there, the house would have been crowded. As it was, there was room enough on the floor for the dancers without trespassing on their neighbors' corns. Several of those long, trailing dresses, even, were under fire in the thickest of the fight for six hours, and came out as free from rips and rents as they were when they went in. Not all of them, though. We recollect a circumstance in point. We had just finished executing one of those inscrutable figures of the plain quadrille. We were feeling unusually comfortable, because we had gone through the performance as well as anybody could have done it except that we had wandered a little toward the last. In fact, we had wandered out of our own and into somebody else's set, but that was a matter of small consequence, as the new locality was as good as the old one, and we were used to that sort of thing anyhow. We were feeling comfortable, and we had assumed an attitude—we have a sort of talent for posturing—a pensive attitude, copied from the Colossus of Rhodes, 
when the ladies were ordered to the center. Two of them got there, and the other two moved off gallantly, but they failed to make the connection. They suddenly broached to under full headway, and there was a sound of parting canvas. Their dresses were anchored under our boots, you know. It was unfortunate, but it could not be helped. Those two beautiful pink dresses let go amidships, and remained in a ripped and damaged condition to the end of the ball. We did not apologize, because our presence of mind happened to be absent at the very moment that we had the greatest need of it, but we beg permission to do so now. An excellent supper was served in the large dining-room of the new Wat Cheer House on B Street. We missed it there somewhat. We were not accompanied by a lady, and consequently we were not eligible to a seat at the first table. We found out all about that at the Gold Hill Ball, and we had intended to be all prepared for this one. We engaged a good many young ladies last Tuesday to go with us, thinking that out of the lot we should certainly be able to secure one at the appointed time, but they all seemed to have got a little angry about something, nobody knows what, for the ways of women are past finding out. They told us we had better go and invite a thousand girls to go to the ball. A thousand? Why, it was absurd. We had no use for a thousand girls. A thousand but those girls were as crazy as loons. In every instance, after they had uttered that pointless suggestion, they marched magnificently out of their parlors, and, if you will believe us, not one of them ever recollected to come back again. Why, it was the most unaccountable experience we ever heard of. We never enjoyed so much solitude in so many different places in one evening before. But patience has its limits, we finally got tired of that arrangement, and at the risk of offending some of those girls, we stalked off to the sanitary ball alone, without a virgin, out of that whole litter. We may have done wrong, we probably did do wrong to disappoint those fellows in that kind of style, but how could we help it? We couldn't stand the temperature of those parlors more than an hour at a time. It was cold enough to freeze out the heaviest stockholder on the Gould and Curry's books. However, as we remarked before, everybody spoke highly of the supper, and we believe they meant what they said. We are unable to say anything in the matter from personal knowledge, except that the tables were arranged with excellent taste, and more than abundantly supplied, and everything looked very beautiful, and very inviting also. But then we had absorbed so much cold weather in those parlors, and had had so much trouble with those girls, that we had no appetite left. We only eat a boiled ham and some pies, and went back to the ballroom. There were some very handsome cakes on the tables, manufactured by Mr. Slade, and decorated with patriotic mottoes, done in fancy icing. All those who were happy that evening agree that the supper was superb. After supper the dancing was jolly. They kept it up till four in the morning, and the guests enjoyed themselves excessively. All the dances were performed, and the bill of fare wound up with a new style of plain quadrille called a medley, which involved the whole list. It involved us also, but we got out again, and we stayed out with great sagacity. But speaking of plain quadrilles reminds us of another new one, the Virginia Reel. We found it a very easy matter to dance it, as long as we had thirty or forty lookers-on to prompt us. 
the dancers were formed in two long ranks facing each other and the battle opens with some light skirmishing between the pickets which is gradually resolved into a general engagement along the whole line after that you have nothing to do but stand by and grab every lady that drifts within reach of you and swing her it is very entertaining and elaborately scientific also but we observed that with a partner who had danced it before we were able to perform it rather better than the balance of the guests altogether the sanitary ball was a remarkably pleasant party and we were glad that such was the case for it is a very uncomfortable task to be obliged to say harsh things about entertainments of this kind at the present writing we cannot say what the net proceeds of the ball will amount to but they will doubtless reach quite a respectable figure say four hundred dollars do notice moralists and philosophers have adjudged those who throw temptation in the way of the erring equally guilty with those who are thereby led into evil and we therefore hold the man who suffers that turkey to run at large just back of our offices as culpable as ourself if some day that foul is no longer perceptible to human vision the czar of russia never cast his eye on the minarets of byzantium half as longingly as we gaze on that old gobbler turkey stuffed with oysters is our weakness our mouth waters at the recollection of sundry repasts of that character and this bird aforementioned appears to us to have an astonishing capacity for oyster stuffing wonder if those fresh oysters at almack's are all gone we grow ravenous pangs of hunger gnaw our vitals if tomorrow's setting sun gleams on the living form of that turkey we yield our reputation for strategy the new courthouse messrs unger and denninger's new brick house on b street has been leased by the county commissioners for courtrooms and offices the first floor we believe is to be used for a united states district courtroom and the second story will be partitioned into offices and a probate courtroom it would probably have been better to have reversed this order of things on account of the superior light and the freedom from dust and noise afforded by the upper story yet it is possible that these advantages may be as necessary in one case as the other we do not care about dictating much in the matter so long as no one will be likely to pay us for it but nevertheless since the first story is to be used for the district court we wish to suggest that that box that partition be removed and the whole of it set apart for that purpose it would then be a large handsome and well-lighted hall whereas in its present shape it is not very greatly superior to the present courtroom on c street a gentleman informed us yesterday that he thought the intention was to remove the partition but he could not be positive about it the music millington and mccluskey's band furnished the music for the sanitary ball on thursday night and also for the oddfellows ball the other evening in gold hill and the excellence of the article was only equalled by the industry and perseverance of the performers we consider that the man who can fiddle all through one of those virginia reels without losing his grip may be depended upon in any kind of musical emergency territorial enterprise january eleventh through twenty first eighteen sixty three local column 
high price of pork in our record of probate proceedings to-day will be found the case of john hill versus john doe wentworth as a matter of principle it may be well enough to stand by your rights until the lake of fire and brimstone is no longer in a state of liquefaction but whether it be good policy to do so at all times is a question which admits of argument this case is an instance in point the property involved is about twenty or thirty dollars worth of pork in a crude state we mean two living hogs probably worth but little more than ten dollars each yet this suit to determine their ownership has already cost the parties to it some six or seven hundred dollars and the defeated but plucky plaintiff has given notice that he will apply for a new trial the new trial will double the bill of expenses in all human probability we learn from gentlemen who were present at the trial to-day that there were about thirty witnesses on the stand and one of them a woman the hog dispute afforded those concerned and the lookers-on a good deal of fun but it was very costly those two distinguished pigs ought to be taken care of and exhibited at the first agricultural fair of nevada territory at any rate we shall officially spread the proceedings of this trial upon the records of the washoe agricultural mining and mechanical society as evidence of the high value placed upon the hog in nevada territory territorial enterprise january twenty second through twenty eighth eighteen sixty three territorial sweets the following which will do to sweeten some bachelor's coffee with was picked up in front of the international darling i have not had time to write you to-day i have worked hard entertaining company do come and see your little pet i yearn for the silvery cadence of your voice i thirst for the bubbling stream of your affection your madeline we feel for that girl the water privilege which she pines for so lovingly has probably dried up and departed else her sweet note would not have been floating around the streets without a claimant. We feel for her deeply, and if it will afford her any relief, if it will conduce to her comfort, if it will satisfy her yearning even in the smallest degree, we will cheerfully call around and bubble a while for her ourself, if she will send us her address. End of section three.